Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out if you're looking for training for experienced commercial agents. It's CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, we have an incredible show for you today. Deloitte has an outlook that they do every year. They've been doing it for many years. We're going to go over some of the highlights of the Deloitte Outlook 2021. And the theme is Rebuilding to Enhance Resilience. Please welcome my guest. It's Kathy Foyt. She's global real estate leader with Deloitte. Kathy, thank you for being with us. Well, Michael, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to release this outlook this year. Um, and it focuses a lot on what's top of mind for a lot of real estate executives today that are in the middle of this pandemic cycle, in the middle of a down cycle, and a lot about how are we recovering and how are we going to look in a post-pandemic world. So excited to share some of uh, the results of this outlook and yeah. some of the perspectives we're seeing in the marketplace. And, and thank you. And I, I agree. It's an interesting time to kind of look at where we are and what's next around the corner. I started this show 10 years ago, which was 2010, right after the kind of 09 debacle. And everyone was really kind of curious of what was going on. So I think it's a good time for real estate people to look at the perspective and reports of uh, from uh, from a company and from people like uh, Deloitte and, and you Kathy so first of all how many years have you been doing this report and and how do you how does it come together sure well as you can imagine with any report of this size and scale it takes a lot of effort by a lot of folks over a long period of time uh, so we've actually been doing this report for over 20 years and in 2018, we started to survey CRE executives, and it covers the whole gamut, every, everywhere from owners and operators to investors, brokers, um, from various positions at organizations um, and around the globe. So pretty expansive group. This year, we surveyed approximately 200 real estate executives, again, from around the globe, Going back to the July-August timeframe, which I think is important as you're working through a pandemic cycle to put in perspective the mindsets of folks back back in that time frame. Yeah, it's interesting because things seem to be changing um, so quickly. Um, and 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 to that point, when do you think kind of normal economic activity will begin to resume? And I say you, I want your opinion, but also your respondents. What what do they think? And 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 it's interesting to think about. Well, they were answering this in July and August, and here we are. Uh, it's almost almost December now. Right, right. Well, I wish I had a crystal ball to be able to give that exact date. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't. But I do think um, when you return to normal economic activity does depend on you know where you're located and what sector of real estate you're really working in. Um, as a firm, we are describing this pandemic in three phases. Uh, the, the respond phase, which at this point, most organizations around the globe have had to respond to this pandemic. The second phase is the recovery phase. And then the final phase is the thrive phase. And so today we see many organizations working through the recovery of this, uh, but some sectors are you know, embarking on the thrive phase. And so depending again on where you sit in the globe, and what subsector of real estate you play in, you you may already be at normal activities or even better than pre-pandemic activity. 
More, more generally, though, I think in the broader sense of normal economic activity, um, I th I'm very encouraged by what we're seeing in the medical advances, both from a, a vaccination standpoint, from a therapeutic standpoint. And as those medical advances continue to progress over 2021, I would expect more broadly general economic activity to recover over the course of 2021. So maybe that puts you at you know mid-2021 more broadly, but it really depends on you know what sector you're operating in. And for those more negatively impacted, it's going to take longer than 12 months, I think, to see normal economic recovery return. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. And one of the things in your report, Kathy, is you say that commercial real estate leaders should strive to be digital. What do you mean by that? that and that's correct. Our survey actually recommends uh, executives focus on four functions in this pandemic cycle, technology, operations, finance, and talent. And digitization impacts all four of those functions. So to answer your question, you know, when I think of the word digital more broadly, it's really thinking about the technologies that accumulate, process, store information or data. And with continued advances in these technologies, organizations and executives have the ability to accumulate and evaluate more data than we ever have had in history. Therefore, in, in our survey, we really wanted to understand how executives feel about their digital technologies today. Um, and I, I think it's fair to state that in general, real estate organizations have not been as far along on their digital transformation journey as maybe other industries. In fact, our survey indicated that the majority or 56% of respondents believe the pandemic exposed shortcomings in their, in their digital capabilities. More broadly, I hear organizations needing to leverage more data analytic tools, RPA and A&I technologies, which leads to, again, increased focus on cybersecurity and data privacy. So digital can cover that whole gamut and range of capabilities, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And this uh, time certainly has uh, brought that to light. And, and you mentioned um, security and cybersecurity. Um, when you talk to respondents about that in your report, um, how vulnerable did they feel uh, their systems might be? I mean, how far along are we there? Yeah, it's a fair question. And, and again, I think you see a whole range of how organizations have responded to cyber threats. You know, unfortunately, there is no silver bullet to protect organizations 100% from cyber threats. Uh, this is not an area today you can put the best people and the most money at, and you can feel secure because of the evolving world of, of the cyber threats that exist out there. You know, the bad actors um, continue to find new schemes and better technologies to perpetrate more sophisticated cyber attacks. And, and perhaps, you know, a, a good example of this is ransomware attacks um, existed several years ago. But today, that is the number one cyber attack we're seeing um, in, in the business world. And so you have to be agile and make sure you're structuring your cybersecurity controls um, around, around an environment that's ever-changing and becoming more sophisticated. Yeah, it really seems like the um, amount of attacks has just been crazy um, during 2020. It uh, never seen anything like it. I mean, from text and emails and just the, the hacking that we see that, that, that 
people trying to get into our websites and systems is it's constant. It, uh, it do do real estate leaders feel? I mean, do they really understand how much they're under attack? I don't do, do they? It's scary. It's it's really scary, and many organizations have you know done studies and penetration studies to understand that a little bit. But again, it's it is ever changing and constantly evolving. So you you can't rest on your laurels here. Um, you know, one thing I recommend to executives as I talk to them is. You can't spend money everywhere on everything and protect everything 100%. So it's really important to take an inventory of what your assets are. Most organizations would tell you, you know, the dollars and cents are clearly an asset. But um, in today's world, data sets are also assets. So taking inventory of your data sets, what type of customer data do you have, tenant data, do you have credit card information or other personal information, and then designing a cybersecurity framework um, that sets up controls to mitigate those based on you know how risky you feel different um, assets are and how valuable they are to the outside world. Yeah, that's so important. And one thing in your report that I, I really liked and the, the suggested that landlords should more frequently communicate with their tenants and collaborate and coordinate with their tenants. But interestingly said, only 38% of the respondents felt like they were really doing that right. Why do you think that that is? Yeah, in summary, I think it's change generally takes time. And uh, the evolution of change takes time, unless you're forced to change. And through this pandemic cycle, we're actually seeing that organizations were somewhat forced to change. Many had to you know, move to a remote work environment. Um, so it's not a surprise to me that 38%, um, you know, felt they've done so to date. I think pre-pandemic, we definitely saw an evolution and some organizations are probably further along in their digital capabilities that allowed them access to data that they could then share with their customer or tenant base to make better and more informed decisions and do that collaboratively with the end user, with the customer, et cetera. I think that if we ask the same question in you know, 12 to 24 months from now, I would expect that number to significantly increase. I think, I think this crisis is really accelerating that need uh, to, to move to a more digitized world, um, to figure out how the digital world plays with the, the human world, um, and then use that to uh, organizations' advantages to work more collaboratively and communicate uh, more purposefully with their their customers, tenants, and users. Yeah, certainly makes a lot of sense. And and as you said, the we've sort of been forced uh, with this COVID thing to to look at what we're doing and make changes that are appropriate. And uh, um, one of those changes I'm curious about from your respondents is. Um, selling underperforming uh, properties or properties that are kind of non-core to their to their mission. Was there any kind of change in their thoughts there to sell or not sell or anything? Yeah, you know, many years ago, I asked a, a real estate executive at one of my clients which assets in their portfolio were for sale. And his response to me was, Kathy, every asset's for sale at the right price. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, real estate leaders are always evaluating when the right time to buy and sell is. And historically, in periods of economic slowdown, you've seen 
uh, distressed asset sale uh, be more prevalent in the marketplace. And, and today, although we're seeing some transactions, there's some M&A activity, um, it's, it's not uh, at the levels that it's been historically and certainly not in distressed activity. In fact, um, you know, through Q2, we're seeing CRE deal volume down 36%, and uh, distressed assets represent only 1.4% of that, which actually is very comparable to you know, what we've seen in the past couple of years. So I, I think some of this is likely still to come in this pandemic cycle. Uh, real estate generally lags you know, the general economic condition. Um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, there are certain sectors uh, that are definitely being negatively impacted by this pandemic. Um, and on the other hand, you have potential investors with a lot of dry powder, historically low interest rates. And at some point, um, all of that will come to fruition. Uh, today, though, I think that there, there's nothing forcing that. I think in real, what we're seeing in the real estate market space is there's still a pretty significant gap between bid and ask prices. So. So more to come on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I see the same thing. It seems like lenders or sellers or owners, if they're in distress, they want to kick the can down the road. And hopefully, the, um, you know, there's a, a rebound after the vaccine that you know makes everything OK again. Right. <laughs> That's can, right. <laughs> right. Um, and one of the things that uh, certainly been a big change um, is, you know, work from home. Uh, here, 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 you and I are. I'm in, I'm in my office, but I'm not in my, in Studio One where I usually do my show. You're, you're at your home in Wisconsin. Uh, when you talk to these uh, real estate leaders um, and you ask them about that situation, you know, are they finding it tough to? kind of keep things upbeat and, and, and keep the culture and 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 the productivity and things going? Definitely. Uh, this is a real challenge in this environment and something that none of us have had to deal with, or we can look back to history to look at a playbook. Um, and, and to be truth be told, I mean, this is not unique to real estate. All organizations are experiencing this and recognizing these challenges in a in a working from home or remote work environment. Uh, in fact, a Deloitte, in a Deloitte study uh, that we recently did, 80% of employees said they were able to meet expectations of their role in a virtual setting, which would seem to indicate we're operating fairly productively and doing the things we need to do. But contradicting that, this same study also asked employees to respond to certain behaviors or indicators of productivity. And when asked those questions um, and how frequently they exhibit those characteristics of productivity in a virtual world, they did so less than 50% of the time. And so I think it's interesting as I talk to executives, some, some feel that we are being more productive. And I think there probably are elements of our various roles and responsibilities that are others feel we're less productive. Um, and, and it's on the minds of all executive teams. You know, for, re for real estate companies evaluating their talent models going forward, um, it's, it's gonna be critical to take this into consideration because more likely than not, we're all headed for some type of you know, hybrid work model going forward. And I think unique to real estate companies, a couple of statistics make real estate a little bit unique and how real estate leaders need to think about their talent model. Um, last year in a, in a survey, 45% um, of real estate executives um, responded that their employee workforce 
or baby boomers are 45% are 55 years or older. That compares to 24% in other industries. And so I think that makes real estate companies um, an, an interesting um, work setting and place to work through. Also combine that statistic with something that came out of our um, 2020 human capital survey at Deloitte showed that more than 31% of real estate respondents reported that their organizations made little to no progress in modernizing their HR policies, processes, technologies, and capabilities in the past 10 years. So there's a lot to think about if you're leading a real estate organization today. Um, you know, I think you need to ask yourself some questions about, you know, what elements of your culture do you want to make sure you maintain and replicate and build upon? And then how do you build policies and procedures around that? In, in a hybrid world, evaluating what work streams work best in a remote environment and what work streams work best in an office setting, in a traditional office setting that we're all used to. What mm -hmm. data do you need you know, to, to determine how productive you are and do you have the right infrastructure to gather that data? Yeah. So you mean to tell me that commercial real estate has a lot of old white guys? <laughs> really? <laughs> there was that. nothing about gender in this in this survey. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, and I think I've never seen the, the real estate world uh, so keen on doing something about that. And, and I'm really proud of what I'm seeing uh, people out there trying to do in, in that regard. And you mentioned uh, respondents that... 80% of employees said they were productive. And I think it's interesting when, if you're talking to employees or you're, or you're talking to um, the bean counters, the, the folks saying, hey, well, how much productivity is really getting done? And, and one of the, the um, party reports that includes that visionaries, uh, quote, consistently measure individual and team productivity and performance virtually. Okay. Um, I want some tips for that. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> I want to be a visionary. That, that's right. Well, maybe, maybe I'll just uh, start with a little bit of the backdrop there to how we got to this visionary profile, if you will. Uh, we, we as, as a firm, Deloitte is working with a lot of clients now, uh, both real estate owners and occupiers, uh, to help them think through what the workforce of the future looks like. And we have categorized three profiles traditionalists, progressives, and then visionaries. And I wanna preface any further comments I make that there is no right or wrong profile. Uh, where you fit in as an organization really depends on your culture, um, you know, where you wanna be coming out of this pandemic, where you wanna conduct work, where you wanna conduct business. And that's unique to every you know, organization. But, but to set that framework, traditionalist, um, is a profile of an organization that believes more of their work should be done in a traditional office setting. And so their focus needs to be more on, um, you know, how do you have safety and wellness in that, in that traditional office setting going forward? Whereas visionaries are coming out of this pandemic thinking that most of their workforce will work wherever they want to work in, in the new world. And therefore, they need to focus more on making sure they have the right capabilities from a technology standpoint, um, and making sure they have the right incentives and metrics to measure productivity. Um, so, so my my tips here, I guess, and the jury's still out on you know how exactly we're all going to measure productivity in in a hybrid model. Um, I kind of bucket things into two into two factions, I guess, a, a tangible bucket and an intangible bucket. And and the tangible side, 
I think the organizations that uh, will succeed in a more remote work environment are those that have defined flexible working arrangements and policies. Um, they offer the right rewards and recognition programs, regardless of if you're in the office or outside of the office, that incentivize employees to the behaviors that they want to uh, have and the outcomes they want to have. They're focused on you know, health, safety, and well-being, and creating an inclusive work environment, regardless of where, where you sit. On the intangible side, I think um, successful organizations need to think about um, some of the intangibles. So do I? how agile do I want to be? How collaborative do I want to be? Uh, if I want to be more customer-centric, how do I set up policies and procedures and programs to incentivize those types of intangible behaviors uh, in, in a virtual world? And I, I don't think there's, again, here any silver bullet uh, for organizations yet. We're all, we're all experimenting and piloting and working through this right now. Yeah, and that's that's a tough uh, order there. I know we've been really active uh, doing commercial real estate transactions um, throughout COVID and, and having to deal with a lot of uh, vendors and, and different companies involved. And uh, the businesses that we work with that had a lot of work from home going on, um, there was a clear difference and the timing and the quality of the, of the service and you know whether it was a, a lawyer or a property condition assessment or you know uh, or the actual um, companies that were buying and selling the properties it was uh, it, it's really clear to see a difference in the in the productivity and the speed at which things happen and I, and I predict that um, as we get further along we get into the vaccines and people are maybe doing more business, um, that, that a lot of them will see the same thing. And I, I think uh, it's, it's maybe I'm a traditionalist, <laughs> uh, but I really just want to see productivity and people around me be successful. So um, I think it'll be interesting to see how this uh, all unfolds. Uh, well, Kathy, you know, what would you um, leave our commercial real estate audience here around the country to think about moving forward uh, after being so involved in this report? Well, certainly this is a challenging time for many leaders and, and many organizations. However, I'm an optimist by nature. And so I believe uh, that you can take moments like this and come out of them more successful and, and perhaps better than, than before. I, I think today real estate leaders are, are walking a tight rope, um, trying to balance a couple of a couple of trends that we're seeing evolving here or accelerated from the pandemic. We talked a lot today about digital transformation. So on one hand, there's a real need for executives to use this as an opportunity to invest in their digital capabilities, technology, data analytics, et cetera, all the things we've talked about today. On the other side though, and in some regards, investing in that you'd think might decrease the need for human involvement. But what we're seeing on the other hand is that there's a real human element to this that's still needed. And humans have a strong desire to socialize, to have live interactions, to collaborate in a live setting. And therefore, there's a lot on the human side of organizations that there, there needs to be investments to, to look and work together in the workplace of the future. So finding that right balance and where to make investments today is really key. And the organizations that figure that out, I think, are going to uh, be the most successful coming out of this pandemic cycle. 
Yeah, I mean, human involvement, it seems like when I see a um, a real estate transaction, I'm a, I'm a broker, and when I talk to some of my brokers or clients and I hear about a deal that's, that's faltering, having problems, it's because there hasn't been enough involvement. They haven't been together th- with the people or they haven't been discussing it. It ends up you know, emailing and things like that. So, so I, I agree with that, but, uh, you know, how do you do that in this world where, you know, how about when you, when your friends, you know, uh, if your friend calls you on the phone rather than text you, isn't your first response, why are they, why are they calling me? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> That's the world we've evolved to. I know. Well, uh, well, great, uh, Kathy talking to you about the report. It's a great report as usual. And, uh, uh, it was interesting to to get your take uh, on the highlights. So I uh, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me, Michael. Have a good day. All right, you too. Uh, well, that's Kathy Fort, global real estate leader with uh, with Deloitte on their 2021 uh, Deloitte Outlook, and it was called "Rebuilding to Enhance Resilience" is really the theme, and uh, what a great. Uh, theme it is for this time uh, where we are today. We'll put a link to the actual report uh, in our show notes. So visit the website at CREshow.com. And we appreciate hearing from you. Let us know uh, what you think. And uh, thanks for sharing the show and connecting with us on your favorite social media. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. If you appreciate the show, think about the opportunity to do business or refer business to our sponsors. Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies. For incredible commercial agent training, visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Vista Property Reports. Use smartphone location technology for commercial real estate due diligence. Visit vistapropertyreport.com slash CRE show. Core.green. Use ION technology to create a safer environment for your real estate. Visit core.green. For more commercial real estate intel, forecasts, and strategies, visit CREshow.com.